Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Welcome to episode 18 of the Excel with Ease podcast. This week's episode is all about fear and five signs that you may be letting fear stop you from your true greatness, whether that's in business or whether that's in life. Now, this is a subject that's really personal to me because fear is something that I've struggled with on and off for a long time. And looking back, I think when I was younger, I didn't really have a lot of fear. I was quite fearless, really. I was, I'd be able to stand up and do presentations in front of people. I'd be able to perform on stage. And it was only when I got older that the fear thing started to really take over. Now, I've got a lot, lot better since I've really sort of looked at it and worked on it. But I think underlying it all, a big root of fear is around judgment and how where we think we're perceived. So I will talk into it in a lot more detail as we go along the episode. But like I say, it's a real kind of personal one to me. And if I can help anybody I can with this topic, then it will make me feel a whole lot better because, you know, fear can be crippling. And it's usually those that are are fantastic at what they do, that that can really sort of overanalyze and let fear really, really hold them back. We've all seen it on programs such as like the X Factor when that used to be around or, you know, those kind of talent show programs. It was always the people that were the most talented in my eyes and a real natural at what they did that operated with the most fear. And those that might have been kind of shown on the TV shows as being sort of more comical and on the fun side tended to not have as much fear around them. It's even well known in the singer such as Adele. You know, she's one of the, the, the greatest singers of, of our generation and of the current times, yet she really, really struggles with fear before she goes on stage to the point where she can, she's kind of publicly said she can be really kind of throwing up with fear before she goes on stage. Another famous actress and um, singer, Barbara Streisand, she's so brilliant at what she does, yet has really battled with fear on and off for most of her career to the point where she wouldn't perform live on stage for, for many, many years, I read. So let's really sort of look at tackling this and and trying to help each other and help ourselves with how we can not let fear cripple us and stop us from being the best that, that we can be. So I've tried to break it down into five sections for the podcast. There's probably a lot more, but just kind of pertaining to the kind of work that we do, service-based industries, um, I think it kind of falls under five simple brackets. 
So the first sign that you could be letting fear stop you from your greatness is you see obstacles instead of possibilities in each kind of scenario that's presented to you. So it could show up in your business in coming up with new ways of of working, new ways of diversifying your business and what you might find is your mind automatically is jumping up to all the reasons and all the excuses of why something won't work, especially if it's change or growth related. Instead of seeing the reasons and the possibilities of how it could work and why it could work. Now, there's a huge difference in problem solving and anticipating risk, but If you find yourself coming up with excuses in every scenario of why something won't work, then there's a real problem of fear underlying here. So I want you to start thinking a little bit bigger and I want you to start imagining what could go right instead of what could go wrong. It's okay and normal to anticipate certain problems. In fact, you want to invite challenge when you're growing in business even in in sort of personal life scenarios and try and face the challenges with a sense of ease and anticipate the challenges that may come up and how you can overcome them. How can you mitigate risk? Now think of it logically. If we weigh up every potential downside and every potential risk to everything that we did, then we just absolutely send ourselves insane and we never leave the house. Think of a simple, my commute to work, which is an hour and 20 minutes in the car. If I thought of, oh gosh, I might break down on the way, I might not get there for for the clients that I've got lined up in the day, there could be an accident, you know, I could get mugged as I get out of the car and, and, and attacked in on my way into the building. If we did this for every scenario, we'd never, ever do anything. You've got to remember the brain is very clever and it's programmed at trying to keep you safe. It's programmed for survival, for, for keeping you alive on planet Earth. And some people's brain and their program for survival is more acute you know it's more responsive than other people's and this can be determined through scenarios and things that we've experienced in life but if you recognize you know this 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 potential risk assessing for what it is the brain trying to keep you safe and some people choose to give them you know the brains a name they might call it a, a becky or, or something like that if you can kind of just sort of ease back and disassociate yourself a little bit from your brain and from your thoughts and see what it's trying to do and trying to keep you safe, then you can have a little bit of distance there between you and your thoughts and get your brain, your mind to just calm down a little bit and instruct it to work and find creative solutions to problems that might arise instead of being in the monkey mind and so responsive as to everything that could you know could go wrong in that real sort of catastrophizing mode so fear is normal fear is there to keep you safe it's there to keep you surviving but if you're coming up with excuses when there's possibility of growth and change in business and in life 
recognize the fear for what it is and it's it's trying to keep you small and trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you from from your ultimate greatness you know it's true that it's a true saying that what we want most is on the other side of fear and it's having the the courage to face the fear and cross the fear threshold to see what's on the other side so that brings me to close point number one now point number two is that you blame other people or situations for your lack of results or where you are in life i want you to remember that everybody no matter who they are has had hard times Everybody, unless they've got through life really unscathed, has had real difficult times. You know, I was on a course, um, a residential course, a couple of weeks ago with 72 people and 72 of us got really, really close within that week. We were in some pretty kind of intense situations and when you get talking to people, it's, you know, I broke down in tears sometimes at the absolute tragedies that some people have had to go through people that had suffered, you know, um, suicide of, of friends and family, um, death of, of, of partners and loved ones, they've been traumatised and witnessed things in war, you know, a lot of them were kind of from the military background. And going through some of the exercises, I really had kind of, I suppose, played down my own things that I've kind of struggled with in life. And quite personal things that I'm probably not ready to kind of open up um open up at this stage kind of on the podcast about everything maybe I will in time but I suffered um you know a, a violent kind of um stepdad which was quite at the time I probably played down in my mind from being a child um certain health issues um you know, I've had I suffered with miscarriage, multiple miscarriages five times. Not that, not that it's a woe is me kind of thing, but that's just kind of skimming the surface. But what I want you to remember is, everybody, we've all been through really kind of difficult times, and it's learning to make peace with the past. And remembering it's in the past, it's not in the present, or if it's something in the present, trying to make peace with it the best that you can. And remembering that 100% responsibility lies with you, how you feel, the narrative that you put on the situation and where you are now in time, which is quite empowering because if 100% responsibility lies with you, then going forward, 100% responsibility lies with you and how you affect change and how you affect where you want to ultimately be. I think what's really important is to take the learns from the situations that you've had in the past. And it may be really difficult to see, you know, some some of the, the stories I heard, as I say, on the residential course were really tragic. Like you can't believe one person could have gone through so much trauma but that person had the responsibility to to know that only he could change where he was now and where he was kind of going forward by the narrative and the the kind of perception and the 
the thought process that he put behind it. So in every situation, there will always be a nugget. There'll always be a golden nugget and there'll always be a learn that you can take from it. Now, whether that's kind of, you want to approach that by writing down the things that you feel have have put you in sort of a negative situation or maybe led you to where you are now. If you can have the courage to sit with that and just try and find a learn that kind of that came out of that so again I've not gone into too much personal detail about about my life but with kind of the um the step kind of dad um incident the the learns that I took from that was I learned all about self-reliance I learned about depending on myself I learned about bravery I learned how to stand up for myself and have courage and I also learned to have compassion because the way that other people behave is often a direct result of what they've experienced and the things that they've been subject to and trauma that they might have gone through it ends up becoming kind of a perpetual cycle and you really know that you've reached acceptance when you can look at that person from a place of of compassion and understanding for how and why they may have behaved that the way that they did and you kind of look then through an eye of you feel sorry for them almost for how you know how they are and the behavior that must have made them the things that happened that must have made them feel that way and want to act that way um but there's always a, a golden nugget. There's always something and a big learn and something from the situation that will help you grow and that you'll take forward with you. I know for me, it's made me quite determined. It's made me self-reliant. It's given me drive. Had I had a perfect upbringing, now I'm not saying my upbringing were bad, That that's awful, an awful thing to say, but had I had a perfect upbringing that probably wouldn't have shaped me um, to be the person that that I am today so I'm thankful for the things that I went through I'm thankful for the lessons Um, and I know that ultimately I'm responsible for me and I'm responsible for how I feel and I'm responsible for the results and the things that I get and and, uh, and the way that I feel and the things that I achieve in life so really, really stop the blaming of the other people if you can and blaming for, for why you are now. Accept where you are and accept that only you can make the changes. And with that comes empowerment. The third sign that you may be letting fear stop you from your greatness is you say no more than you than you say yes to new opportunities. So this could be opportunities to collaborate with other people within your industry, opportunities to network, go to big sort of networking events, opportunities to take on new treatments and new things, opportunities to teach others your skill and your knowledge, anything that could be diversifying in your business. It could be attending speaking events or being asked to be a speaker. Now, it's sometimes we do have to say no. Sometimes if we've got our vision and we've got our desire of where we want to be, then there are going to be things that do try and pull us off track but if you're saying no to things that are going to get you nearer to where you want to be 
then again, it's a real sort of sign that fear is holding you back. So remember, fear is normal and it's there to keep us safe. It's there to try and keep us alive. It's there to keep us surviving. But if you're turning things down through fear of judgment, through fear of change, then that is a completely different topic. Now, I want you to remember what other people think of you is really none of your business. That's their issues, that's their projection and that's their thing. And when you really drop caring what other people think, you really kind of take yourself to a whole new level. Remember, if somebody is judging, that's more about them. That's more about what's going on inside of them. They're projecting something onto you that's triggering them inside. So you can kind of have that peace inside knowing it's about them, their issues, their projections. It's not about you. Now, I think fear of judgment and and fear of how we're perceived comes instinctively from kind of our tribal belonging and our tribal instinct to want to be part of our community, part of our tribe and not being kind of cast outside the tribe and um, let, um, you know, left alone. But times have changed. We're not all sat around campfires. We're not in tribes. We can connect with like-minded people all around the world just with the touch of a button, you know, switching our iPhones on, our computers. It's a lot easier to find like-minded people. The right people will, you know, people that are like-minded, that have got like-for-like energy, that are part of your tribe, those people will support, they'll encourage you, they'll sing your praises, they'll clap when you have successes. People that aren't like that, they're just not your people. And not everybody is going to like you. And that's life. You know, there's the famous Aristotle quote, The only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. Is that really how you want to live your life? In fact, I'm going to read a few more quotes out that have really helped me along the way. I love the Theodore Roosevelt quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. Gosh, I love that quote so much. It just says it all. It's having the courage to put yourself in there amongst the sweat, amongst the tears, daring rather than being the one who sits on the sidelines and never does anything and just never creates anything, just sits critiquing things that everybody else has created. There's another famous quote, it's far easier to critique a thing than to make a thing or create a thing. 
So remember what other people think. Does it matter? They're not your people. They're not your tribe. It's none of your business. Keep doing, keep creating, keep putting the good stuff out there and just have that sense of carefreeness. It really, really doesn't matter. Point number four ties in really well with point number three, which I've just discussed. And this is the fear of being visible. So you might find you're really shying away in your marketing. You're frightened of putting a video out there. You're frightened of blogging. You're frightened of speaking your truth. Frightened of saying the things that you want to say. Now remember, you're not going to be for everybody. And that's liberating. That's great. Not everybody is going to be your vibe, your energy, but the right people, the people who might need to hear your message in your way, your unique way that you deliver it, they'll find you and they're your people. So as I say, we've just discussed that famous quote, you know, the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. Part of the parcel of putting yourself out there is there's going to be criticism And when you get your first hater on Instagram or your first hater on Facebook, celebrate it. It means you're growing. It means you're putting yourself out there. And when you're with like-minded people, you know, some of the mastermind groups I'm in, we have a cheer. If we get an unsubscribe, it's like, yay, we've got an unsubscribe. Somebody's going away who isn't aligned and somebody new is coming in who is aligned. The right people are going to support you. They're going to cheer you. You're going to have your own little fan base. They're going to love your videos. They're going to love your tutorials. Even if that starts out with two or three people, put your work out there, put your voice out there, put your art out there for them. The negative Nancy's, the haters, let them go elsewhere. Let them be negative. Let them be that way because that's the way that they'll conduct everything in their life. Not, it's not just going to be about your post because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if they're commenting negatively on somebody else's post, I feel sorry for them because that's the way that they will go about everything that they do in their life. And can you imagine if you're kind of, you know, we're all energetic beings, if you're conducting your life in negativity and criticism, what kind of things do you think you're going to attract to you? What kind of experiences? So I know which way I'd rather be. I'd rather come at things from a place of joy, a place of happiness, a place of enthusiasm, a place of love. So get used to it. Welcome the haters, welcome the you know the criticizers, but really keep your eye out there and what you're doing for the people who vibe with you, who are your tribe. And lastly, point number five, I know I have touched on this before. Fear is ruling you and stopping you from your greatness if you're continually saying no to clients, to new clients and talking yourself out of doing treatments. Now, it's completely different if you're at full capacity and you're not able to take on any new clients and you're kind of trying to grow your business with business, sorry, with new members of staff. But if you find you're talking people out of treatments during consultations, then underlying there, you have a fear of judgment again. You're going to fear what they think if you can't meet their expectations. Now, a bigger here, it is not your job to meet everyone's expectations. 
All you can do is show up in your work and show up from a place of love and show up from a place of trying to do your best. And if your best isn't good enough, then so be it. Remember, you're not a magician. And even in the hands of a magician, when you're doing our kind of work, you can only do what the product is capable of. So again, it's about bringing it back to expectations. It is not your job to meet their expectations and to meet their every whim. So if their expectations are unrealistic, this isn't your issue. It's really not your issue. You can only do your best and set their expectation levels during consultation. So I hope that's cleared things up. Now, before I go, I want to tell you about an experience that I had on a recent um, residential trip. So again, I'm quite a curious mind. I love to kind of explore other avenues. And whilst I love my cosmetic work, I love my teaching. I have an inquisitive mind that wants to learn new things. So I have a really natural kind of curious mind. So I've always had a passion for architecture, homes, property, and I just wanted to learn more about investing um, down this kind of route. So I did a three-day course back in October last year, absolutely loved it, met loads of like-minded people. And then on the back of that, I did an elite seven-day course, really intense, half six in the morning till 10 at night with 72 other people. But the key was it didn't feel like a chore because these 72 people, we were all like-minded. We were all vibrating at a similar kind of level. We all wanted the same things and we were all there for one reason and one kind of common goal. And there were so many reasons I could have talked myself out of going on this course and fear really did start to show up. So I started to think of, again, you know, point number one that I've discussed, all the reasons why it wouldn't work, why it might be a waste of money, what could go wrong whilst I was there. I even upper limited myself and caught myself with COVID before I went. There was so much kind of fear going on. And again, knowing what I know and having the toolkit that I had, I could see it plain and simple for what it was. I knew it was fear of change. I knew there was some fear of judgment there. What would other people think of me? They might think, who's she? She's not experienced enough, blah, blah, blah. Um, Why it might go wrong. Again, fear of being visible. The whole five points really kind of showed up really, really clearly. And I could have given in and I could have kind of said no, I don't need this at this moment in time. It's too much stress. Stay in my comfort zone. But something inside was telling me, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. And the voice was really, really strong. And it was so strong that I I literally faced the fear and packed my bags whilst crying on the Sunday morning, driving up to Newcastle in the car. I felt such fear. I got to the car park. I didn't actually dare get out of the car initially. I had to really drag myself inside. And then what happened as the week sort of progressed was just really life-changing. I told myself I'd maybe becoming more introverted. I'm actually not. I'm quite extroverted around the right kind of people. I enjoyed connecting. I enjoyed chatting. I enjoyed hearing about different people's sort of life stories. 
every morning at six o'clock we got in the cold water outside it was set in lovely ground so it was lovely natural kind of cold water that was flowing from the um from the fields above I met new friends so many like-minded people did things that I thought I'd never do on it we raised over 17 million pounds in finance we were just doing all sorts of crazy things it just felt like a real family by the end of the seven days to the point where I actually felt so safe and in such a supportive environment that I didn't want to leave those people so those very that scenario and those very people that I was scared to to kind of meet and scared to do ended up feeling like family and that was because I felt the fear and I did it anyway. And that's not to say, oh gosh, look at me, check me out. I'm so brave. I did this. But it was just to highlight that those five points showed up and being aware of it, I pushed through it and I and I sort of plowed on. And yeah, I got tons of property experience. I'm, I'm really looking forward to continuing that journey. But what I really got from it was trying to sort of was was kind of you'll be celebrated and you'll be nurtured around the right kind of people and those were my kind of people and if anybody's kind of saying oh look at Gemma what does she think she's doing now she's going down the property route I don't really care I don't care what those people think because again it's not really about me it's about them and they need to really ask themselves what's triggering them why are they so triggered that I might be diversifying a little bit and being a bit more curious and open-minded to to kind of going down another route so that really really doesn't bother me I for me just always want to improve myself and be the best version of myself that I can be and put goodness and good things into the world so what somebody thinks of me and my journey that isn't on my journey or isn't part of it or isn't part of that same vibe and that same tribe, I don't give a shit, you know, and that's being truthful. For me, it's just, am I better than I was or than I can be a month ago, a year ago? Am I growing? Am I becoming more curious? And that to me, helps me be able to sleep at night and be able to approach life with a sense of enthusiasm and a sense of joy so it's not to say I don't feel fear of course I do I know when I do my next kind of property deal or property sourcing there's going to be fear I'm going to I'm going to come up with excuses of why things might not work but I'm going to try and encourage myself to see possibilities which is what I want you to see and concentrate on the big why So again, this was a little bit longer today, but the main point I want to get across is see fear for what it is. It's just a byproduct of safety. It's just your brain's way of surviving and trying to keep you safe. And whilst this is good, we want to keep living and we want to be alive. Look at where it's hindering your growth and where it's holding you back from your true greatness because it's not about the destination and getting somewhere and needing to be at a certain point. It's all about the journey and looking back. So for instance, you know, when I started my aesthetics business 12 years ago, there was fear. I was absolutely shitting myself. You know, I was the first person in my local town to do something like this. I think there was one other practitioner operating somewhere. I had to put myself out there with everybody that I knew and new people coming and 
I could have just folded and, and shrunk in fear, but I didn't. I kept going. I kept putting myself out there and all these years on, it's really paid off. Um, teaching, again, so nervous about teaching. Who am I to teach? What do I know? Well, no, Gemma, at the time, you know, you'd had nine years experience of, of running your own private practice. I'm sure you've got a lot of knowledge to pass on. And I, t- you know, I felt the fear. I did it anyway. And again, I've never looked back. So accept fear as being there. Make it your friend. Let it come in the car with you as part of the journey. But don't let it take control of the steering wheel. Breathe. That is a key thing. If I feel fear, I go back to the breath every time, no matter what it is and what situation. So whilst it might be something health related, you know, waiting for a certain result, or it could be something so simple as jumping in the cold plunge, icy cold water while I was on the course, the breath is your go-to every, every time. So if you can go inwards, Again, big deep breath in. Hold the breath slightly for a couple of seconds and a really long exhale. So remember, each in breath is creating space in the body and the mind. And with each out breath, you're just letting a little bit more go and easing back down. So out with the tension in with the space, in with the peace, all the time back to the breath. And I'm not sure about you, but if I feel fear, it's, I feel it more in the chest. I can really sort of pinpoint just below the collarbone where I feel fear. It can be feel tight. It can feel restrictive. Other people might feel it lower down. I know some people get, you know, stomach cramps. They want to go to the toilet. So, Having an idea of where you feel fear is is really important and being able to connect with where that feeling is and noticing the feeling. I'm a big fan of noticing and then directing the breath to that point in the body of where you're feeling the fear. And what will happen is as you direct the breath to that place of restriction and constriction in the body, Instead of trying to run from the fear, if you feel it and breathe into it, you'll find that the fear just naturally kind of subsides on its own with the breath every time. Sometimes you might want to stop six times a day, seven times a day, just take a couple of minutes just again to breathe into that area of where you're feeling constriction and where you're feeling tightness. And again, this brings sort of comes back to the yoga um, training that I do and it's learning to make a good connection with yourself. If you're connected to yourself, you know when you're off kilter. I, you know, I can know when my mind, my body is saying to me, Right, let's just bring it back. Let's find our center. Let's reconnect. Let's breathe. Let's slow down. And I'm, I just know when I need to kind of bring myself back down. It could be that I'm getting 
tense and my breathing pattern might change, my heart rate might be more elevated. And it's just your body's way of saying, come on, right, let's just bring it back down and reconnect with our breath. And remember, if you can make a really, really good connection with yourself, then your connection with others will be better. So this will feed into your business. If you can connect well with yourself and have compassion for yourself and go inwards and come from a sense of peace, then that will feed on to clients that walk through the clinic door, people that you have to deal with in business, in your private life, because it all starts with the connection that we have with ourselves. And we've all met those people that are totally disconnected from from themselves. They'll go around kind of causing havoc for everybody else, um, blundering the way through work, you know, unrealistic demands, negative, criticizing, screaming, shouting. And it's sad because they've just lost connection with themselves. And if they can only find that connection again, it would have such a positive knock-on effect to everything else that, that they do in life. Because it all starts with us. It all Everything starts on the inside. And what we see is reflected on the outside. So I hope that helps. And please message me. Tell me if there's anything you want me to cover. Anything that I can help you with. I love feedback. Any topics that you want me to go through. I'm always here and always happy to help. Okay, lots of love. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful.